Hello and welcome to an E3 edition of the Geek's Guide. I'm Ryan Dawes and with me as usual is Lucy McKell. Hello. Let's start on each conference by themselves. We'll okay. kick off the Xbox One first. Yeah. We obviously saw Project Scorpio or now with its full name Xbox One X. Yeah. First of all, what did you think of the name? I saw something quite clever on the internet where they were saying about how the Xbox One X shortens to Xbox. Just to Xbox, yeah. That's which, quite clever. you know, it's like they've done a full circle or a 360. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, hopefully it will get people away from using the, the X-Bone derogatory term. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a console. It's yeah, an it's very boost. impressive what they've done. Yeah, I mean, this thing cranks out 4K, like native 4K, not the checkerboard in which a lot of PlayStation Pro games use, but full native 4K. And it's liquid-cooled. Yeah, I mean, it uses liquid... It's so powerful that they've had to put liquid cooling in there, which is a first for a console, uh, as well as a specially designed vapor chamber and everything, and it's just an absolute animal. I mean, Forza 7 was running at 4K, 60 frames per second, and the developers still said that they had 30% power left on the GPU to spare afterwards. And if you're not very stat-like, that means it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for summing that up for me. <laughs> uh, they've given it a price. It's $499. Yep. It's going to be around 450 quid here, which is fantastic for, for this. You would be paying probably around a grand for a PC rig. Sort Does of this, this mean we're getting one? This means we're getting one, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it, I'm definitely going to be a day one purchaser of this thing. Perhaps the big bombshell moment, though, was that Xbox are enhancing their backwards compatibility yeah. to include the very, very original Xbox. But I really like what Microsoft are doing here because they are literally trying to break down the barriers between generations through emulation, being able to go all the way back to the very original Xbox. And show your kids be like, these are the games that I, were pl- I was playing in. Yeah, yeah, you've got that nostalgia side of it. Well, most of the moment are all very much about breaking down the idea of generations that from now on they will be sort of iterative console updates, much like PCs can run, you know, games for ages but yeah. with different qualities. So this one is going to be if for the very high-end gamer who wants, like, the best of the best, then, you know, they can purchase this and have yeah. 4K native gaming. I have to keep saying that because I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited well, we'll move on a little bit to that actual presentation. I noticed at the start... Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. I noticed at the start, it seemed to me, and I don't know whether I took this the wrong way or something, but it seemed like they were trying to really focus on strong women gamers. Yeah. Like, they had a woman in the very intro sequence, they had that. And then, obviously, for the Forza, they had two professional women race car drivers playing it yeah and then in another bit a bit later on it was all very woman heavy and all this and i don't know whether that was intentional or not but it kind of almost felt like they were pushing it a bit too hard of like trying to get gir- girls involved and i know that the ratios have changed quite dramatically and there are more women gamers now but it almost felt like xbox were trying to push it a little bit too hard yeah that is always the danger you're trying to get that line because it was a very male-dominated industry in the Mm. past and it was very sort of targeted towards teenage boys mostly and then you know games grew up and then they started sort of including older sort of middle-aged generations but it was still mainly males but now there are a huge amount of uh, female game in fact there's more female gamers out there now 
technically than male gamers up the women <laughs> <laughs> when you the, the caveat with that is when you include mobile games yeah which you know which some... I, i'm 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 a culprit of that i enjoy my mobile games yeah well i mean a lot of us do so yeah they can be included but it's, it's what you then define as being a, a proper game with that sort of thing it's just the fact that it's a lot easier to stop and start i find i've got quite a busy schedule a lot so it's a do, lot so it's... E- it's a lot easier to pick it up and do a level of you know, kind of wedding planner two, or you know, <laughs> oh my what, god, that sounds thrilling. Yeah, like you know, whatever game When's the sequel it is, coming out? is that Candy right? Crush. Like, yeah, it's a lot easier to pick it up, play a couple of levels, put it back down. Whilst I know you find that with some of the games on the consoles, you need a good hour, hour and a half to even get into it properly. And it's because they tend to be more immersive, and yeah, heavy on the graphics and heavy on the story. But like you said, you can't just kind of pick a lot of the games you can't just pick up play 10 minutes or whatever yeah like and go but i guess that's why the nintendo switch and that is is getting so much traction because of you can just take that on an yeah. airplane with you and i mean you were a big fan of like the nintendo ds yeah yeah i was and doing enjoying that nintendogs nintendogs animal oh, wow. crossing they, they were the ones <laughs> animal crossing was the one that animal was crossing the was one. great <laughs> But getting back to Xbox Xbox and the console games, Metro Exodus was a big announcement. I have been a big fan of the Metro series. Metro 2033, is it 2033? I think it's 2033. Metro Last Light, they're some of my favourite games. I've watched you play them. I haven't played them myself, but I've watched you. So I'm interested where it goes and where it's kind of set in the timeline because of after Last Light, it was pretty sort of final how how they left it i don't want to kind of spoil it but so this i guess is either going to play from the perspective of a a different person kind of caught up in it all or or yeah i don't know quite where they're going to take it but that is looking great i mean just the sort of set pieces and the action pieces like that giant bear thing coming Mm. through and then them shooting the bear off of the edge of the cliff when it crumbles down yeah and then jumping onto the train, and that was just... Yeah. You like your action games, though, don't you? I love you? my action games. Just, it's got to be blood-pumping action. There was a game, one of the games that stood out for me quite strongly was Anthem. Yes. That was towards the end of the so presentation. That, was that like looked a... like an absolutely stunning game. Yeah, like the graphics, graphics on that. Amazing. I'm assuming it's not going to be a split-screen game <laughs> I don't available. Think so, so maybe if you do get the new xbox we can have the xbox one in our spare room and we can we'll join i don't even know way. whether it'll be two player that way yeah it's de- it is yeah it's four player co-op that one okay that's but that like looked a like a stunning game it's, like, that looks incredible it was I mean, almost movie like i think yeah i mean uh, this was their sort of one last thing moment yeah which is why i've got my notes right at the end that i was gonna put that in just as the one last thing but no, it does look incredible. It's, yeah. It's been compared to Destiny quite a lot, which I feel is a bit of an unfair comparison. I see. I had Titanfall. It yeah. had an ever so like Titanfall feel to me because obviously you're going into the suits and you're... Yeah, so you it's... You know, so it kind of had a few Titanfall-y things. Also made me think a little bit like Iron man Yeah. But that's obviously like, you know, that sort of concept. Yeah, so I mean, Destiny is very much a kind of traditional shooter really i mean yeah. it's a massive multiplayer online first person shooter very impressive and i love it i can't wait for destiny 2 
But this is more towards sort of mech kind of combat. And from the seems of it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a massive multiplayer uh, online game either. Like it's it's going to be sort of four player kind intimate. of squ- yeah, Almost. more sort of intimate, more sort of squads, sort of going out and you know taking on sort of like big monsters and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I can see the similarities between Destiny when it comes to the sort of RPG elements. Yeah. Like it looks like you'll be sort of going out collecting weapons and sort of Do going off on sort of missions and, and yeah. trophies and all that sort of thing. But I think that's kind of where the similarities end, really. Yeah, I wouldn't have compared it to Destiny. It wouldn't have been one of the first things I compare it to at all. Yeah, yeah. Then there is Assassin's Creed Origins. Now, this looks quite fascinating in itself. Egypt, this one. Yeah, I'm not entirely sold on the setting, to be honest. I mean, it does look like there's some variety there, but it does look very... Funnily enough, kind of sand-based, and it, <laughs> it, it it had a sort of a bit of a almost bland look to me. It is based on the origin, so you're not going to expect it to be as high tech and built up and everything as it would be today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm probably going to end up getting it anyway because <laughs> <laughs> I love Assassin's Creed. But the one thing I did notice in it is that for the first time, they appear to have creatures in it, like mon- monsters, which I. Didn't, don't think I. You can't remember clocking that. It that. was it was only sort of briefly, but that I I'm not sure about. We did watch it late, mind. So yeah, we did watch <laughs> it late. But that kind of the whole point of it is it's supposed to be a sort of realistic kind of assassin brotherhood. Yeah, but there thing, might have been monsters back in ancient Egypt that have died that out. We don't know about. Yeah, I mean, it, my sort of memory is kind of fading from it now but I I think it was like a giant snake like creature so possibly they could also be going slightly down the like Egyptian gods and yeah almost mythology sort of elements yeah might come into it slightly yeah on some of the slightly smaller games because we've mentioned quite a few big games there was Players Unknown Battleground yeah so that's taken off on PC massively like, I think that's one of the most, like, streamed games at the moment. Yeah, 1v100. 1v100, yeah. That It looked like Good a lot of fun, that. but I would be awful at that game. I would be absolutely awful. I usually am with those sort of things. It's very similar to, like, DayZ and yeah. those sort of survival games where, you, yeah, you have to pick up supplies and you start off with something really small. and you've. But there was a lovely moment in it of the, the sniper... Yeah. We're going over to the the cliff and you think, oh, I was just going to snipe someone out. And then someone pops up in camouflage behind with like a spade or something like that and just knocks him over the head. Yeah. And there it's... was definitely a few mo- funny moments in there. Yeah. That, that is one I'm really looking forward to. They need to make a lot of improvements to it. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, it's still in sort of beta stage on mm-hmm. the PC. So there's, there's time for it. But that being a Xbox exclusive was quite a big deal for them. I yes. Think. I, be- I I agree with that statement. Yeah. Then there's another Xbox exclusive, which is State of Decay 2. Now, this I was very much interested in. I shared a clip on Facebook the other day that quite a few people liked because they liked the idea of it's very much teaming up with your friends and trying to survive against the zombie hordes, essentially. And This is the one that reminded me slightly of Left 4 Dead. Yes, yeah, there is a definite similarities there. I, I can see that. But th- it does look like you'll be having to kind of build up your settlement a bit more and yeah. sort of defences now, which does look really great, and I like the whole it's idea of it. a good concept. I just did feel it looked a little bit sort of clunky. Like, some of the sort of animations and that, I mean, it, it's... 
there's still time for them to sort of iron out the issues, I guess. But there's just something that felt a little bit off about it. And especially since they were using this presentation to show off the power of their Xbox One X, I kind of didn't feel it really showed that off enough. It may have just been a demo fail, potentially. It could have been. But, you know, when PlayStation have uh, their sort of zombie game coming out called Days Gone, and that looks really sort of which polished. Which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. <laughs> Fair enough, that is a very much single-player game, whereas this is sort of multiplayer, so you have to kind of take that into account. But I think when you put those next to one another, fairly or not, Days Gone looks much better. And, you know... Well, talking about comparing things fairly or not, there was Super Lucky's Tale. Yep. Which looked really cute. It did look cute. It was... That's kind of, you can kind of get the idea of what sort of games I enjoy. Um, <laughs> the only thing is, though, and I'm probably going to get slaughtered for saying this, it looked like a big Mario ripoff. Yeah. And I know that you struggle because it was one of the first platformers and all this sort of thing. Quite a lot of things can get compared to it. But even some of the creatures and just some of the power-ups, it all, it was hard to watch it without just going, well, this is just a recent <laughs> Mario. You're always going to get natural comparisons, I think, to Mario. Yeah. As you said, when when you when it comes to those sort of platformers. So, Minecraft. Yes. Now, play. this was very interesting because of... They first kicked off with the fact that they now have massive servers for the game to support how many amount of Steves. <laughs> <laughs> but the big thing is that you can have cross-play. Now, before PlayStation fans get too excited, PlayStation has been left out of this, but not of Microsoft's own accord. So the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, said that you'll have to speak to Sony why they didn't want to do it. And Sony have been really weird about sort of cross-network play. Uh, Xbox yeah. have tried in a few times now to get them to allow sort of players to like on Xbox to play against PlayStation and PlayStation to play against Xbox. It would, it would be a good thing. It would be a great thing. And it's, I mean, I've... Come on, Sony. <laughs> I put out an article uh, just yesterday, although it's probably the day before yesterday when people start hearing this. At some point this week. You put an article out. <laughs> I put an article out saying that Xbox is making PlayStation look villainous. And I made that point in, the, in this opinion article because of this kind of thing, that Xbox are sort of reaching out to the broader gaming community, like beyond their own platform. And Sony are very much like, no, we we want our own little sort of space, and we're just which gonna... I can kind of get. I can kind of get that they've built this pla- this PlayStation community, and they want to keep this PlayStation community, and they want to keep it pure and lovely. And I can get that, but I feel like, and I don't know whether they're maybe concerned that if they start playing it with Xbox people, that they may lose a few people to Xbox. And, this is it. I mean, it's easy for... But then for... they may gain a few people from Xbox and... Yeah, it's, e- it's easier for Xbox to do this because of they're already far behind PlayStation. Like, PlayStation are far ahead, so they can afford to be like... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, in, I in a lot... they were fairly neck and neck. No, in in a lot of markets, PlayStation's outselling Xbox like two to one at the moment. Right, okay. It's There's quite a big, big gap there. Yeah. But I think Sony just needs to open up a lot more and stop with these sort of corporate policies. It's the same as their situation with mods. Like when Bethesda announced that they wanted to start putting in mod support for their games, Microsoft were apparently really approachable and was just like, yeah, go for it. Sony was a bit more iffy about it. They didn't want 
certain mods on there so they've got like certain controls about what you can and can't do and the size of the mods and all these different things and the update which provided mod support for Fallout 4 ended up coming about seven eight months after Xbox and people would, most people would like forgotten about it by then so it's just these little like policies that it's kind of like yeah it's only you're kind of looking a little bit evil here like open up and you know well speaking of mods yep Going back to Minecraft slightly, a modification of the graphics. Oh, yeah. Mr. So Super Duper Graphic Pack. <laughs> Super Duper Graphic Pack. I loved that name. This is In the... all honesty, when I first heard it, I just thought that that woman was really overexcited. And then they, it turned out that that was legit its name. And I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I was very concerned when they announced it that they were going to move too much away from Minecraft being what it is. Yes. But... They've done it really cleverly. Like, it's the same the kind right of contrast. style, but just sort of slightly up to textures and, like, really good lighting effects mm. and shadows and that sort of thing. So they're keeping the real feel of Minecraft, but really helping to show off the power of their new console. And yeah. Yeah, I, I think it looks, looks great. Another game I think looks great, and then I have totally not been playing because of its technically still an alpha is sea of thieves and that i've been having loads of fun with anyway but they have announced and added in loads more new stuff to it so you'll be having to find some more kind of clues to go to certain locations and go down into caves and you yeah have to... that was something i hadn't noticed before that looked good that sparked my interest i like puzzly games and yeah i all think of you're that, gonna enjoy so... that a lot that was like a oh okay maybe I would because to begin with when I first saw it I was like you're just sailing and digging up treasure and sailing and fighting against other people on boats and was like that's gonna get old quick yeah but then you've got that little element I think it's a nice little touch that they've done yeah they're adding in loads of things like that and I, I, it's so great that you have to work with your teammates to kind of get your ship going coordinate and it's just a really clever sort of design and it's what rare are great at it's got that sort of humour in it that's sort of unique to them. And yeah, the voiceover guy, like, made me chuckle. I mean, I was going to say that sort of people say that good old British humour, but that sounds odd coming from a British guy. But a lot of Americans say that, you know, Rare are, are fantastic for their sort yeah. of British humour. And I like the idea that you can get eaten by a shark. Yeah, so that's also a new addition. They never had that in before, so that's going to add a new element of new it. element to it and the water looks fantastic there was a whole article the other day just kind of appreciating the water effects <laughs> in it and then when the storms hit that's also a new thing mm -hmm. that i've not played in yet then the sort of waves crashing and your boat going over and i'll tell you what when you see another ship just appear on the horizon and everyone suddenly goes into a panic it is a wonderful moment because this is like an open world game, so well, yeah, other might, ships. But are, they might not be hostile. They probably are. <laughs> Pretty much every ship I've come across See, now has been hostile. I would go in and be like, no, nah, let's just leave them. Let's just get on, crack on. Yeah, but they're going to come after you. So it's all suddenly, literally, hands on deck, just getting the cannonballs up and loading them into the cannons. And if you haven't played this yet, you're going to have a fantastic time. It is an incredible game. And I'm sure if you send us a request, I'm sure Ryan will be happy to join your crew. That I will. That I will. Another game which finally has a launch date is Cuphead. Now, this is going to be oh. launching on September 29th, and it looks very, very unique. This is the first I've seen of this. 
and apparently there's a lot of hype for this game and I I don't see why it's that's going to be really controversial to, but yeah. I don't see what the big hype is about this game. It's because it's sort of going back to traditional gaming roots and it's going to be a very, very difficult game. Which, you know, some people love the challenge. Dark it, Souls crew out there. I was going to say, is this just going to be a slightly animated version of Dark Souls? <laughs> slightly animated. Very, very <laughs> heavily animated. And it is that art style which looks so unique. Yeah. But it's. Um, it does look, I don't know, I, I hate to use the word, but it almost looks retro. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole idea behind it. Yeah. From, from what I remember. Because I know it was so done separately to the independent developer Xbox montage that they had. And there's some really interesting looking games in that. But they did the montage so quickly and it jumped from game to game quite almost in a, some of the bits. So it's, it did it so quickly that you might not have even noticed that it had jumped that point. But there's some really interesting looking games in there. I think I'm going to have to go and do a little bit more research into those. Yeah. I mean, this is what Xbox did so well in, in this presentation is that they just focused solely on the games and just hit it out of the park with all well, these games. Well, in the second half they did. The first half was pretty hardware-based when they announced the new Xbox One X. Yeah, that's kind of they true. They gave you a lot of specs and a lot of chat about that. I wouldn't say it was too much. I Calling it, was, it a monster it was... about four times. Yeah. I think it was pretty much, here's the console, now look what you can play on it. And Didn't they? What did they do? They had forty-two games. Yeah, they had like forty-two games total and twenty-two exclusive. Yeah, something like that. I believe which is a pretty, lot. Pretty, pretty damn good going, especially since Microsoft has struggled to, you know, get these exclusive games mainly because of they were so far behind in console sales. I think developers are really excited about the Xbox One X's sort of power that people can just you know, realise their creative visions for these games without any sort of constraints. Yeah. And I think that's what's got people excited, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new Life is Strange game coming out, which is actually a prequel, but I am not too infused about this, and that's going to be controversial. I don't think that I am either, considering I have no idea which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's the like girl with the, the slightly teen rebellious girl... Well, the, a lot of people absolutely love this game, so it's going to drive a lot of people wild. I started it the other day. I probably should have kept with it, but it felt like a really, really slow-paced Telltale game. And I hate just that sort of wandering around, just here, going to there. It's just, it was, like you said earlier, I like my action. Yeah. But it did just feel too much kind of wandering around, not doing a whole lot. Well, as not to end on a downer then... I want five words and a rating out of ten on Xbox E3. Five words and a rating out of ten. Wow. So, Christ, you've put me on the spot here. Three words, but any easier. Start with the rating. <sighs> you've really put me on the spot. I mean, I was hoping to see some of Xbox's classics in there. Halo was a big one. Especially... You know, I, I was expecting to see an update come in for Halo 5 because of so many games are being updated for the Xbox One X to enable uh, split-screen co-op. Yeah, right. Because of 343, who developed Halo, have already confirmed that split-screen will be coming to Halo 6 because of it was such a big deal with yeah. so many people. So yeah. Halo 5 will be the only game in the series that people can't play split-screen. 
And that's just going to irritate the OCD side of me. Yeah, and me too, in fairness. As well as the fact I just love to play it split screen. So there are a few things there that, that were missing. That were missing. The Xbox One X obviously impressed me. The game lineup is pretty pretty decent. Out of ten. I think I'm going to do seven. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Some free words. <laughs> Beast. Talking about the Xbox One X. Range. Just for their diverse, impressive sort of range yeah. of games. And lit down because of the lack of classic games there like Halo and, okay. and Gears of War. So, to sum up, Xbox E3, Beast, Range, Let Down. <laughs> yeah. 7 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> quite a mix there, quite a mix there. So, moving on to PlayStation then. Yep. Yeah. So, PlayStation opened with one of their biggest games and... A game which nearly always sells a PlayStation to me, and that's Uncharted. But not Uncharted as we know it. It's <laughs> a spin-off. Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah, so as I was watching this, I was watching it all and I was going, do you know what? And I couldn't think of the name of it. And I was like, because you've been playing Uncharted 4, yep. and I've been watching you play Uncharted 4 and helping with a few of the puzzles and stuff. I was going, Christ, this just looks like a female version of that that game with the brothers and the pirates and then as when it moved on and obviously I took down the name of Uncharted Lost Legacy and then I googled and went oh you had to google it I had to no I googled the words <laughs> like brothers pirates xbox oh, game God. something like that PlayStation, PlayStation yeah. game and then it came up Uncharted 4 and I'll be like oh that's why it looks so similar <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I mean this this looks great is contains two sort of very big characters from the series who don't particularly like each other and you can feel that tension between the characters yeah the villain i thought looked like steve jobs okay <laughs> it was just like a, yeah I, I don't know what it was about him just kind of had a bit of a steve jobs look to he, him. he was just but... an he was just an older white bold man there you go steve jobs <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah i don't know he just had a bit of a, a steve the jobs look vibe. i thought yeah <laughs> Days Gone, that was a game announced last year. That looked good. I would, again, it's another game I'd be all for at because I'm terrible at anything with shooting and anything with stealth. I'm awful at those games. I think that's why I like mobile games because they're a bit more <laughs> relaxed. I don't work well in stressful games. Yeah. Anything with a slight horror element, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, that looks like a really good game. The only thing I thought is... It almost, I don't know whether that will be a scene that you have to play, but it was almost like it gave you a bit of a walkthrough on when you get to that scene, be like, play it like this, this is the best way to play this game, you know? Yeah, there were certain parts in it which felt, felt a bit scripted. Yeah. Like, you know, it was the typical press square, press circle, press triangle, and, you know, the, when you mention stealth there, that's what concerns me a little bit, because I'm not a big fan of stealth-heavy games. But you like Assassin's Creed. I like Assassin's Creed. I don't mind a bit of it. Yeah. I, I like sort of when you've got options, particularly, where you can either take a stealthy sort of approach or Well, I think, or I think you could on that game. I think you. I think there were sort but of But I think you will just it. get eaten by lots of zombies. Yeah. That's my only <laughs> slight concern about it. Other than that, it looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks look like... essentially like Sons of Anarchy mixed with Walking Dead. And I mean, that's just... Yeah. I bet that's how they pitched the game. It's <laughs> kind of walked into Sony's like executive office like consider this sons of anarchy walking dead 
boom, mic drop moment. This looks like a game I will enjoy watching you play. <laughs> and that <laughs> is how I base a lot of the games on how... Because I'm not a big gamer, like I'm not not these sorts of games, I'm not a big game mind, but I really enjoy watching you. I'm one of these people that will go on YouTube and watch other people play games. Yeah, I think that's fine for me because I like to play them. Exactly, not really watch and, them, a lot so. of, and a lot of them are one player anyway, so it's not like we can play them together. But I judge a game on, do you know what? I know that Ryan will play that and I could probably get sucked into watching him play it and be like, watch out for this and do this and kind of be a side, you know, and I think that would work well with this Well, game. let me know which ones you want to watch and <laughs> I'll play them for you. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. You're what can I say? Kind. I'm a team player. <laughs> What's interesting about this is that the zombies are my favourite type of zombies in that they are quick and scary yeah. and like Daisy kind of zombies. They're not... Daisy. Um, World War Z. World War Z. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just in a gamer mindset. World War Z, yeah. And not just the slow lumbering, oh, just but, uh, I don't jog think, down the road. But no video game zombies are like that. I'm, I'm trying to think of all the video games. You've got Left 4 Dead. They're yeah. quick zombies. You've got the one that's just been released on Xbox. They're quick zombies. There are quite a few out there. Dead Rising is quite... Most of those are slow, sort of lumbering zombies. I think they kind of add, got to add the speed to it because it adds the excitement and the. Yeah, I mean, with Dead Rising, they just have the numbers on their side instead, so that they just tend to have these like shopping malls and that just kind of filled with zombies. So you have to kind of make your way through them to get from area yeah. to area. There's no way you can really avoid them. So in those tight, sort of confined spaces, it works, but yeah. In Otherwise, big open worlds, they got these quick. Like, yeah. Even even the animals seem to have been turned zombie. Oh my gosh, yeah, zombie bear. <laughs> wow. Zombie wolves. Zombie wolves, yeah. Zombie wolves that can keep up with a motorbike. Yep, great. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Call of Duty World War Two. What did you think about this? It looks like another Call of Duty game. Yeah. I in my I, I again I'm not a big first person shooter sort of game. Yeah, I mean it it's very much going back to its roots of the World War and historic wars, which, you know, fans have loved the idea of. That fans in general don't seem to have liked when Call of Duty has gone sort of into the future. Yeah. They quite like sort of literally the game's modern warfare, but they seem to really sort of hit home with fans when they do historic sort of battles. Yeah. And I can kind of understand that. The whole thing feels sort of more intense. You know that these battles really happened so you have more of a emotive kind of connect to them yeah but did they happen how the games portray them i think there will be sort of quite a few similarities right. there i think my only concern is that battlefield one did a lot of these historic battles really really well and call of duty now sort of feels a little bit like a copycat i feel like call of duty probably should have stuck to the modern sort of warfare, even if they're not going into the future, which people seem to have really hated. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's that's my only sort of real take on it. PlayStation VR had a big showing. Yeah, six games. Six games. So, obviously, PlayStation VR came out last year. It could do with a bit more power behind it. I, I feel like PlayStation 5 is definitely on the cards next year. But... Obviously, the games have only just really started cranking out. Now people, now developers have had a year with it. It's probably going to take a, two, a couple of years before they really start going. 
but we're seeing we're seeing some really good games come out. We're seeing releases of older games. We've seen Skyrim being released for VR. So you know now you can get an arrow to the knee in virtual reality. <laughs> <laughs> Inpatient looks interesting. That I think shows what VR really should be yeah. able to do to show different perspectives, put you in scenarios that aren't exactly great. And I'm just worried that it might try and go down a traditional horror route a bit too much. Yeah, there is that. There is that concern. But the Final Fantasy fishing game now is that just fishing? It's just fishing. That and that seems pointless. It seems like it started off really mediocre as well. That it was literally just hanging with Noctis and his crew, just fishing. But they added in some bigger fish. Some scary fish. Some scary fish, some more like monstery kind of things made it a little bit more interesting, but yeah. I, I still don't think I don't think that's gonna be much of a PlayStation VR seller. There, that one. there was the fishing game on the Wii that was quite fun, so you never know, it might take off. That's true, that's very true. And then finally there was Bravo Team. Bravo Team. Which I remember that one. Bravo Team was the army ish type one. Oh yeah. That looked very much like an old Wii game. I can't remember which what I'm thinking of, but just yeah, I don't know how I it, feel about that. It, it looked almost very... looked like a generic war game. Yeah, but I, putting you in it. I mean, I understand that they struggle to do that in VR at yeah. the moment, but it it looked very limited. Like even the map looked tiny. It literally just kind of run forward, sort of duck behind this barrier, pop out, shoot. Yeah, run behind the next barrier, pop out, shoot, and yeah, it all looked a little That's bit any war game, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. yeah, no, it didn't. That looked like it would need some work before it became any good. Yeah, I, I don't know quite what they're thinking with that one, but hey, you know, Sony are a lot more successful than I am. <laughs> <laughs> only of... for now, only for now. <laughs> only for now, I'm coming, Sony. God of War. Now, that is just another console seller for me. Yeah. I absolutely adore that, that, that game. That was another one that I, it almost, I thought... And the concept of the whole game as well. I don't know whether this is a first game or if it's leading on from another uh, sort yeah, of game. Leading on from free before it. But that, to me, that could have been a movie concept. Yeah. You it's... know, that that could be something that I would go to the cinema and I would sit down with some popcorn and I would watch a movie about that. Yeah, they were talking about making a God of War movie at one point. I, I, think... I, I will go. Even <laughs> if you make it for just me, I'll watch it. I think those plans of fallen through like the many times Halo was meant to be made into a film but you're right it is really sort of epic and that's what the God of War franchise has always been about where they're going different with this obviously you you don't know the trilogy before it was very much based on uh, Kratos who is the God of War yeah but this one they are introducing his son to it and kind of teaching. I assumed his nun, his son, his nun. Um, I <laughs> assumed not. I assumed his son was a new addition. Yeah, so it's got that whole sort of father son relationship. He's obviously trying to toughen him up. I think to become the next kind of god of war. Can his son speak to animals? It this seems, seems that way. like something because he spoke to that weird serpenty thing. Yeah, that was interesting. Maybe yeah. he's Harry Potter. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. He can just. He's... Talk in parcel tongue. <laughs> That's it. I was trying to think <laughs> of the name. So, aside from just the epicness of it, it's also adding in that emotiveness. Yes. I think that. This is another one element. I will watch you play. Watch me play. You can make a list. And it's essentially got Captain America's shield in it with blades sticking out. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm all over this. I feel like this one came first, but I feel like this came before Captain America. 
in like history wise. Oh, I feel a like bit. he existed before Captain America Obviously. existed. Captain America, get original. <laughs> <laughs> Rip off. Uh, Detroit. Detroit. Yep. So this subtitle becoming human. <laughs> become human. This very much looked like humans. The TV show. Yeah, the whole way through. That's all I thought. Yeah, which is a great TV show. Although we are like a season and a half. We behind. are quite far behind, <laughs> to be fair. So it might turn it out crap. It could be a terrible TV show. <laughs> it could be show. awful, but it was going well. Yeah, season one was top notch. <laughs> <laughs> but that show was all about androids being essentially slaves and wanting to become human and, and... becoming conscious conscious yeah and so they rebel and that is essentially the premise of this and the whole thing about it and and what games are good at is they show us sort of alternate perspectives on things and how the world could end up if we're not careful i liked that it was a choice game yeah yeah, it was a that. you can choose your own storyline yeah. sort of game you can either essentially be violent or you can be pacifist yeah and that was, yeah, it, it does look fantastic. That's another game. I'm... I think that the Pathfinder sort of thing is what gives a game a replay value. Yeah. Because you, it's almost like you want to see the different storylines. Yeah. A game I think you would love, which is very similar to that, is Heavy Rain. Because okay. I know that you're quite a big fan of sort of serial killers and that sort of whole that, thing that sounds really bad <laughs> it? i'm such a fan of serial killers <laughs> but the psychology yeah the it psychology, interests me the psychology and that behind them. yeah and that's that is very much based on on that and it's, but i don't like horror it's not a horror it's game. one of those real twisted yeah things. It's, it's it's not a horror game i wouldn't say you've got to work to sort of try and save someone Right. Again, this is going back to the PS3, so I'm only sort of vaguely recollecting it, but yeah. that's a game I think you would love. Okay. I recommend to all of our listeners Might as well. Have if you to have a look it. into that one. Yeah. Although this is something that I noticed through the Xbox One and the PlayStation One, and something that dawned on me quite a lot is I feel like it is impossible for any human to be a gamer and a TV watcher. <laughs> it's very difficult. There isn't and there isn't enough time. Even if you're, like, unemployed, you don't need to eat, you don't need to shower, you don't need to sleep. You have the whole 24 hours. There is not enough time to consume the amount of good media in the world. Yeah, it's really ramped up in the past few years. And they are very much targeting people like you and and I. And they know what makes us tick. Another thing that will interest me, will probably interest you, is Spider-Man, the game. Now, I absolutely adored the previous Spider-Man games on PlayStation, so to see this return is amazing. There's some big scenes in there. There are some... I don't imagine it will all be that big, but there are some big scenes. It's pretty... Yeah, it's got a pretty good pace to it, let's yeah. say. And I liked the range of attacks on offer. The It wasn't just webbing a person they fall into the ground. There was loads of really creative ways that they did it. You can glue it. them to the walls. You can glue them to the walls. You could essentially set up like web traps which kind of suck them in. But it looked like it had similar kind of combat to the Batman Arkham games. Yeah, yeah, and, I can see that. Which isn't a bad Although way to Although a little bit more in the air. A little bit more a little in the air less as well. on the ground. Well, the, the, the Scenes where he was inside the skyscraper. Yeah, yeah. Looked very much like that. But when yeah, when he was outside swinging around the city and that, it was a bit different. Good old Spider-Man. Good old Spider-Man doing his thing. At the end 
I don't know whether you noticed this, but there was the kid taking the video of Spider-Man. See, I didn't know what that was, but the crowd went mental. And I was like, well, I'm assuming that he's an important figure. <laughs> yeah, that's... Was, what was he called? Miles? Yeah. I feel like they called him Miles. But... I could remember. The crowd went bloody crazy. I was like, I'm missing something there. Yes, that's Miles Morales, who is... What a name. Yeah, who, who is one of the Spider-Man in the comics. Probably the like most favourite spin-off after Peter Parker himself. Right. So, What is it with Spider-Man and the, the double letters? Peter Parker and Miles Morales? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You'll have to ask them <laughs> if Hit they respond. Up. I don't know if they're <laughs> going to respond. My only issue with PlayStation's conference is that... I'm trying to actually go through my notes now and, want, and see if... Pretty much any of the exclusives are this year, and they're not. No, they're all think. 2018. They're all 2018. There's the Horizon Beyond Dawn DLC, Frozen Wilds, which I think was out this year. Oh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, that is out this year. But a lot of it is looking into the future, so I don't think they could have really afforded to do that this year with the Xbox One X coming out. Yeah. Because they kind of need a good exclusive games, which they've got in the pipeline, to come out this year, really, to... Kind of fight. to Well, to kind of distract people from the fact that a lot of the multi-platform games, which there's a lot more of them, will run a lot better on the Xbox One X. So they kind of need more of those exclusive to kind of keep people from swaying towards that side of the force, I think. But, the force. But, you know, that's that's easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like these game developers are just like, oh, yeah, we'll just suddenly release it now. There's a lot of work that needs to go into these things. So, you know, but that's my only comment on that. Are you going to drop another... I am. I feel like I need to do it the <sighs> same. I... Out of ten, three words. I think seven out of ten. So you're going to put them equal pelling. <laughs> this whole podcast was for now. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they both did pretty good this year. Yeah. I think that they focused on the games. They had a diverse range of games. I think in terms of diversity, looking at the games, I think Xbox did better. Yeah, but there was more of them. Yeah. So maybe it was the range. Uh, It was the fact there was more of them shown gave them the opportunity to be more diverse. Yeah, that could be right. I mean, PlayStation have already got a massive library of diverse games, probably more so than Xbox at the moment. So... You know, but I think based on these these presentations, I I would put them at equal footing. I think. Well, coming from a beginner's, because I believe this is the first year that I've watched E3 mm-hmm. with any sort of kind of interest. For me, kind of from the presentation side of it, as well as the content, Xbox swung it for me. Yeah. It just it engaged me a little bit more, which especially since it was late night, that was pretty good of <laughs> Quite them. Quite an effort, yeah. But yeah, I think Xbox swung it for me. Cool. Well, yeah, I. I think that's it for this episode, so thanks for listening. Thank you very much um, for listening on a slightly longer bumper E3 edition. <laughs> Definitely, and don't forget to find us on social media. Find us on the Geeks Podcast on Twitter. You know where to find us on Facebook. So thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll have you back for the next episode.